Ah, you know what old Jack Burton always says at a time like this? Island in the South Pacific. The place where myth and science meet. We use explosives to shake the earth, helping us to map the surface of the island. You're dropping bombs. Mm. Scientific instruments. I see trouble on the way. Is that a monkey? You knew that thing was out here? I'm sorry for your man, Colonel. But if you want to make their sacrifice worthwhile, get us home with proof. Monsters exist. Whoa, 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 whoa. Your friend there can put that down. What the hell is this place? That's calm. He's king around here. Kong's pretty good king. Keeps to himself mostly. But you don't go into someone's house and start dropping bombs unless you're picking a fight. Kong's god on the island. But the devils live below us. And what are they called? I call them skull crawlers. Why? Never said that name out loud before. It sounds stupid now that I say just you call them whatever you want. group of boys. We're all gonna die together out here. <laughs> you shouldn't have come here. And welcome back to the 26th episode of the Monster Movie Stomp Down for Sludge Cast. Of course, you got Sludge here across from me. He is Mark. And our brother from Texas. It's Ruben. Man, we're excited. So this was supposed to be about this one. We're super excited because we all kind of, we were talking before we started the show. Uh, it's been a little bit, just a little bit since we've all watched it. Um, we're doing Kong Skull Island this episode, and man, we just forgot how good of a movie this is. It was, I mean, there's a reason why it's the highest grossing of the MonsterVerse, uh, and we'll definitely get into that. Um, but uh, this is was supposed to be, um, we were supposed to do this film, and then the next episode we were going to do the MonsterVerse. So talk about King of the Monsters and stuff, because originally Godzilla vs. Kong was coming out next month, but, you know, Legendary took that away from us, and so now we got to go. Wait till freaking November to watch Godzilla vs. Kong, but it's okay. They're doing it for a good reason. 
Um, but again, thanks, Legendary. Totally screwed our plan up. Uh, but we're excited about this one. And of course, the next one, we'll go back to a Godzilla film. And then we're going to switch gears. We're going to be doing Leviathan, an 80s monster flick, underwater monster flick with Peter Weller. And I'm I'm stoked about that one. That was a fan rec- or a listener request, friend request from Justin McClain. And um, I was like, yeah, dude, we totally do that movie. Love yeah, that movie. It's been so. a while since I've seen it. I want to have to go back. Man, I watch that one pretty regularly. Do you? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like, been a while since I've seen that one. I probably watch that at least once every other month. You know, really? At, oh, yeah. Really? Man. I love that. That's just like wow. one, of my, one of my fun go-to yeah. films. You know, it's like, man, I just want to watch something yeah. that just... It's, it sounds so weird, but just puts me in a good mood it's just to watch people get like just embodied and mutated and a little, little odd. But, right. uh, yeah, I love it though because I'm a big Peter Weller fan, Boiler fan and uh, Amanda Pays yeah, is yeah. in it, man. And you know, I had a big crush on her because of the Flash, not the 90s Flash TV series. So, uh, love that movie. So, can't wait to get to that one. But this time around, yeah. I'm back on the track here. We're talking about Kong School Island, and this one is an absolute blast. And it's different for Kong because we got Kong, but this is the first time Kong's story hasn't exactly been not the first time it's not been the same, but it really isn't. I mean, even with King Kong Escapes, where you you got Mechanic Kong and using him to get Element yeah. X, you still had that Kong storyline there. You know, with, with Susan yeah. falling in love with her and. She kind of led him wherever yeah. he know needed to go. He fought the T-Rex or Gorosaurus. Every movie's kind of been essentially the same um, from yeah. the original one. King, King Kong Liz probably got the most, the farthest off, but it, it just trailed off and continued from that original storyline. With Kong Skull Island, they kind of completely revamped everything um, with yeah, Kong. Yeah, it's just, uh, totally separate. Yeah, it's, it's like its own story in itself. Oh yeah, and it's super, super, super good. So for for those listening who haven't seen it, um, which again, I, you know, for those who listen to the show, I know you've probably you guys have probably seen most of what we we talk about, but um, for this one, it's set in 1973, the end of the Vietnam War era, and uh, Bill Randa, played by John Goodman, in an amazing role, uh, who's one of the founding members of Monarch, who we of course we were introduced to in the 2014 Godzilla film. Um, that's part of this. It's kind of the central organization, this monster verse movies that Legendary's putting out. Uh, they find Skull Island and they want to take an expedition there uh, for kind of multiple reasons to find out what other Mutos, because at this point in history in the in the monster verse, they're still calling them Mutos, massive unidentified test, uh, terrestrial organisms. But also, um, you've got. The other doctor, I'm trying to remember his name. Dang it, it's driving me nuts now. Who, um, who uh, has come up with the uh, what is it that, that underground theory? Do you, what, 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 remember what they yeah. call that? Um, which we see a lot of in um, Godzilla King of the Monsters, right. where there's these, right. yeah. you know, pretty much another world underground. You know, these these different um, pockets of of places where monsters live, and then King of the Monsters they call them talk about vortexes and things like that, and um, so, so they go for those two reasons, and as you know, when they go, they of course have to have a military escort, which is led by Samuel L. Jackson, who we all know is an absolutely amazing actor. Um, he plays uh, Preston uh, Packard, the colonel who leads the the military operation, and of course you got a bunch of scientists, and then you got uh, Brie Larson, who I think is a hit or miss in films, um, but she is a yeah. photographer. Um, Mason Weaver in this one, who's along the journey, and they go to Skull Island, and obviously they find Kong, and Kong immediately, quickly takes out half of the helicopters and kills half of the military men, and sets the story yeah. in motion because now you've got them kind of split apart 
trying to get off this island. And half of them, led by uh, Packard, Samuel Jackson, he just wants to kill Kong. He, you know, he, to him, Vietnam War shouldn't have ended. They just abandoned it. Yeah. So he's still in his own yeah. war. And he's going to unleash that war on Kong because he's killed his right. men. Yeah. And then you've got Tom Hilston, who great actor. We all know is Loki. Um, he is a British um, kind of a special, special tracker, forces. What they call it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was a tracker. I mean, he was like part of a yeah. um, British special forces or uh, captain, uh, but he's James Conrad in this. And so he's got him and Brie Larson and the other characters. And um, they're trying to get to the, the North side of the Island to escape. And, they end up finding who's probably, I think the best character in the movie um, that we have. Cause John Goodman's great. I mean, the cast is stellar. Samuel Jackson's great. Tom Hiddleston's great. Um, but then we've got, um, and now I can't even think of his name and it drives me absolutely nuts. Ah, man, he was in the, with Will Ferrell step brothers. What is his Dang it. Danny. Um, Oh, John C. Riley. I'm sorry. Or, yeah, yeah. John C. Yeah. Riley. That's yeah. right. John C. Riley. Yeah. So he's there and he's yeah. actually been on the Island since the, since World War One, so since the forties, yeah, um, they run into him, and he's been living with the natives on the island since World War One, and he is an absolute hoot. He's the comedic relief and kind of gives us the background of what's going on because on yeah. this island, Kong is not the only major monster. Uh, you've got the Skull Crawlers, which I think are an amazing or original monster for this film, and they pretty much were you know the devils that live below is what they call them. Um, yeah. Ate everything, attacked everything. Responsible for Kong's parents. Yes. So Kong yeah. was yeah. the yeah. reason why he's the last. Um, they give it more background. It is, is his parents and his species fought off these skull crawlers, but they they they, they call the big one the main skull crawlers who killed Kong's parents and made him an orphan. So in the movie, Kong's still pretty young. He's actually a juvenile, and that really is, kind of sets the stage for Godzilla versus Kong because the size difference. He's growing. This is back in the seventies. Godzilla vs. Kong will be in modern day times, but um, so he's actually just a kid in this movie, and he—it's just you see the story intertwine uh, from a lot of great stories going on, you know, as far as the movie with Packard going against Kong, uh, the rest of them, Tom Hiddleston, them finding out the story of Kong, who he is, you know, he's king, he's god on this island, and he's there to protect all life from these skull crawlers, and you find a lot about Kong that. He's got a major vendetta against these things because they killed his parents. I mean, they killed his family. He's the last of his kind because of them. And it all builds to a massively amazing climax between uh, the big skull crawler, the main one, and Kong at the end in just an absolutely epic fight. Um, and then what remaining survivors get off Skull Island. And then there's an awesome teaser at the end. You know, the Kong's not the yeah. only king yeah. tying into MonsterVerse. And it's just a super great, super fun film. So if you guys haven't watched it, Definitely recommend watching this film for Kong. It yeah. was something completely different. Not, I mean, it's Kong, but it is. It's a very, very different film. But it did extremely well. I mean, it came out in 2017. Um, was it March of 2017? Came out. It ended up grossing 566 million dollars worldwide at the box office. So it was a major success for this series. Um, it was actually nominated for an Academy Award too. I think Best Visual Effects. I'm, I'm not sure. Yep. Um, is what it was nominated yeah. for. Don't think it won it, but it was nominated because, I mean, it's great. Um, actually, I do want to say Kong looked absolutely amazing. So did the skull crawlers and the other animals and monsters you see on the island. But um, I do want to say that the guy who played Kong um, in the movie, uh, what was his, I'm trying to remember his name, Toby maybe, 
Um, he was a motion a motion cat. To, Toby Kebble is his name. He played yeah. the motion capture for Kong, and we've seen Toby before. Toby was actually in the Planet of the Apes series. He played Koba. You guys remember which? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, the one with the scar on him. Um, so Toby's yeah. definitely familiar to the motion capture special effects anyways, because he's been doing it for years, but also playing an ape. He's got a lot of experience because of the Planet of the Apes series. You know, he was in two of those films um, playing uh, Koba. And so he handles Kong great. I mean, absolutely great when it comes to the motion capture. Um, and I definitely wanted to drop that in there. So a lot of good stuff with this film, man. I mean, special effects. Are and great. He, doesn't he play uh, Chapman? Yes, he does. Yes, yes, yes he, does. he does. I forgot about yes, that. He does he play Chapman. Chapman. Yeah. He plays Chapman and he does Kong facial parts, I guess. I don't know. Right. Does he, does he do... I, I thought it was just face, but he does everything. Yeah. He does yeah. the whole motion capture. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, that makes uh, me wonder. Terry Notary also. Uh, did he help do the Kong, some of the Kong stuff? Yes. Okay, yes. cool. But yeah, I thought, I, thought it was just, I thought it was all just Toby, but so Terry Notary, he's probably part of the same school because Toby went to... I don't know about Terry, but Toby went to Andy Circus's performance school uh-huh. for motion capture. And it's interesting. So, I mean, you think about it, 2005 Kong is played by Andy Serkis and Andy Serkis also plays yeah. the cook. And now we've got Toby playing Kong and he's also playing Chapman. So I feel like yeah. Yeah. Kong who replaced Kong has to play an actual human character in the movie. Like they're getting to play double duty. That's hard. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine that? How to play two roles. I got to play Kong and then yeah. this character. Um, but to man, I, I love this film. This film is an absolute blast. And I really want to dig into the things we liked about it because there's a lot of really cool things to talk about this movie. Um, so let's just get the ball rolling. Uh, Ruben, I think you're up. All right. Time. Sounds good. That'll work. Yeah, dude. Take it away, yeah. man. Let us know what you like, didn't yeah. like. Um, basically, man, I like the story. I like the special effects. I like the soundtrack a lot. Oh, yeah. oh man, soundtrack! That soundtrack is just awesome. It was such a good soundtrack. Anytime you know, Creedence Clearwater revivals in a soundtrack, dude, oh, yeah, it's yeah. gonna be so good. <laughs> yeah. Soldiers, you know, helicopters, and Creedence. Yes, <laughs> that is all you need. And uh, so I like the soundtrack. They had their obligatory Vietnam era songs in there, but they also had a lot of different ones that you never hear, and I like that. You mm-hmm. know, because I like that some of that that. Uh, I would call I call it hippie rock, you know, psychedelic rock. You know, it's that sixties, early seventies stuff. Uh so, you know, and, and me, uh, I don't know how much my brother is a lot older than me. He's fifteen years older than me. So I grew up listening to that that music, you know, as a kid, you know, so um in the early seventies, you know, I was born in sixty six. So by the time I was old enough to kinda know what's going on, that was the music that was on that he had in his Chevy van that he drive me around in stuff like that, you know. So I really like the soundtrack. I love the story. Like I said, um, uh, this this movie is about as as far as the monster verse goes. I would say the only one close to it, but because it's Godzilla, it's King of the Monsters. But Skull Island really hit it out of the park here. Um, oh yeah. As far as compared to 2014, you know, as good as I, as much as I like that one, this one was. Way, I mean, it was just done very well. Um, of course, that has a lot to do with the act. I mean, you've got Samuel L. Jackson. You've got, and I like Brie Lawson in this one. You're right. She is hit and miss. And in this one, I thought she did a pretty good job. And then Tom Hiddleston. I mean, come on. You know, you have a, a strong cast, uh, you know, along with the strong music. 
and uh, strong special effects that this makes for a pretty darn good movie. Off the top of my head and watching it, there's not much I didn't like about it. Um, I, I, I wish they wouldn't have killed off Chap Chapman, you know, because <laughs> I wish he would have made it home. But, um, and uh, it was a shame to see Samuel L. Jackson get knocked off by Kong, but at the same time, it sure was awesome. Yeah, he needed it. He needed it. You know, Samuel L. Jackson is going to be killed, you know, other than by the Emperor, of course. But uh, this was awesome. The way, you know, the, the way they did it was pretty darn good. Um, and like I said, I like the story. I think it could have been maybe if I had one, maybe, maybe the I'd like to have seen some more. I mean, they had a lot of different creatures on Skull Island, and I would have liked to see a little bit more. You know, uh, maybe, um, you know, because in every Kong movie, you know, he basically fights two, three different species. Right. Um, but other than that, that, but, you know, I'm reaching. I'm reaching on that one. Uh, you know, I really couldn't, that, I really shouldn't be asking for much more out of this movie because it was just so good. Um, I, I especially like that story because. It, the human part of the story was real good too. You know, Samuel L. Jackson's refusal, he, you know, he just wants to keep on battling. He doesn't want the war to end. And this, I mean, as a matter of fact, you know, this is, out of, you know, part of the story is that the Vietnam war, uh, war is over. Everybody's getting sent home. They're packing up. They're getting ready to leave. And then, uh, you know, he gets this phone call about one last mission and man, he jumps on it. Oh, quickly. And, and that's Very quickly. Yeah, quickly. And, and that's because they give him an out. They say, you know, we know you're, you know, and he says, no, I want to do it. You know, he jumps on it. And, uh, you know, and, and because he just doesn't want this war to end. But at the same time, he's putting all these guys, he doesn't know. He thinks it's just a geological, you know, survey that's going to go on. He knows nothing about what they're about to encounter. And, uh, I will say one thing. When you're describing the movie, you said they found Kong. I think it's the other way around. Kong found them. Yeah, yes. yeah. I yeah, mean, that's out of nowhere, true. you know, that, yeah, that Kong found them. As a matter of fact, my favorite scene, I love the battles and everything, but my favorite part of that movie is Kong's first appearance. Oh, dude, in front of the sunset yeah, yeah, and the sun. Oh, yeah, yeah, from the sunset and all the way that's done. I'm like, man, I love that. <laughs> well, that, that other stuff is cool and it's awesome, but that – talk to me so much because it's just out of nowhere he's just there and he just tears up those helicopters yeah I mean, well it starts out with the uh with the tree coming right into the, the oh, yeah. helicopter exactly. yeah that is just like out yeah. of nowhere so. yeah out of nowhere they, they look and there comes a freaking tree and, a, and there's kong the tree deal again you know ever since godzilla versus kong there's been that uh tree reference in there oh, there's dude. that oh, yeah. reference yeah you know, and I, I'm and I'm sure when they make this movie, they say we got to, you know, because there's two. I can think of two off the top of my head where he, he, uh, you know, at the very beginning, that scene that I just described, where where Mark just said that tree came from, and then when he's gonna find one of the skull crawlers, he grabs a tree and just strips it of all its branches. Oh yeah. Have a oh dude, yeah. That, and that was sweet. Yeah, 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 that was. Well, no, and you're missing one though. Was, There's another actual reference in there, but it's kind of a big one. Um, the octopus. Yes. Because yes, when you first see yeah, Kong that, 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 and King Officer Godzilla, he, he fights that octopus. 
And uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. He's just slurping yeah. that thing. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. That was yeah. quickest fight in the movie. Definitely, <laughs> he was just yeah. one stop, and it was done. Yeah. Yep. And so there's not very much, you know, I'm going to say it, there's not very much I don't like about this movie. Maybe you guys can point something out that I didn't notice, but, uh, you know, uh, this, this is, this is a top notch movie. Very top notch. Oh man. That absolutely is. Yeah. Mark, what about you? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, exactly. Top notch. I mean, it, to me, it's the best of the Kong movies. Uh, and I think, yeah, the looking at the uh, Skull Island, you know, and it, setting all that up for the the monster verse. I mean, getting everything going. Uh, you just uh, the the island itself is like you do want to explore some more of it and see what other creatures are yeah. there because uh, the skull crawlers, the octopus. That's about it. You know, everything else is pretty calm. That big ox that. That, right, that, right. That you see out there in the water. Birds are a little crazy. Stuff. Those little pterodactyls. Yeah, oh yeah. Birds. Oh yeah. Yeah. Those were kind of. Yeah. And and, and, this, and and of course the spider. That was about it, you know. Oh yeah, man. That spider scene. Oh, was yeah. Awesome. oh yeah. Oh yeah. I was, mean, dude, that yeah. went straight back to. And for those who haven't seen it, um, uh, spoiler alert: uh, there's a, a giant spider, but its legs. Hold your ears, Pete. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Pete, if you haven't seen this one. Um, is they're like bamboo trees. So yeah. it, it lives in the bamboo section of this island, and that's where it hunts its prey, and, and it can do it. And, man, a soldier looks up, drinking a canteen of water, and all of a sudden that thing's leg goes right through his mouth. Dude, that took me right back to Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah. That's immediately <laughs> what I thought about. I was like, oh, my God, because I was not expecting that. Because, like, it's, I mean, like, the music's just real creepy, and all of a sudden just dead silence yeah. just zoop, right up then, through him. Then yeah. everybody goes into a panic. It's oh, like, yeah. well, of course you can't tell. You can't tell what's a yeah. leg or or, or what's a bamboo tree or what? And so it's like, oh my God, we're we're in some serious trouble here right now. Oh yeah. So, but I think overall, man, the action was great. You know the the drama, the characters. Uh, you know Samuel Jackson's character. Yeah, he was real butt, but he um, he he's Samuel Jackson. He put and he plays it good. And he and he and he's, he does such a great job. You don't want to feel sorry for him, but you do because. Uh, it's almost like he's. What made me think of is uh, is that he had no family, had no place to go, and so he wanted yeah. this war to keep going. Yeah, and, yeah. it was uh, his only purpose. It was oh, his only purpose in life. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And and so he, you know, he was bound and determined. Uh, I think he would have went after Kong even if nobody got killed. Yeah, yeah that was just, he needed that. Was, that yeah, he needed that war. He needed that to keep going, and so. Uh, yeah, it's it, it, uh it reminded me of, uh, have you guys seen, uh, I'm, I already forgot the name of it. I'm going to have to get back up. The Hurt Locker. Have you guys ever seen The Hurt Locker? No, I have not, I seen, have not seen The Hurt Locker. No. Nope. It's about, that one's about the Iraqi conflict. And, and there's a guy in there who, he's in, his, he's in his final days. He's getting sent home. He gets sent home, but he finds that he has no purpose. And, and he has a wife and kids. He needed that war, and he goes, he goes on back. That's when I saw this. I was like, you know, that that reminded me of that scene. I mean, with that whole that character in the Hurt Locker. Um, he just, you know, I don't. They they don't talk about Samuel L. Jackson, what he had back home or not. But I think it wouldn't really matter to him. Right. It's, I don't think so either. The war war is life, and you know. And and you really uh, thought like maybe the you know the human characters and you know might have a 
a slight shot at, at taking Kong on, but you know, when he comes roaring through that yeah. fire and comes out there right face oh, to face with yes. him, it's like, you know, I know yeah. just, just walk away. Exactly. Cause this thing is over. It's done. You can't do nothing to him. No, you, you know, there's not enough fire firepower on the, on the Island that you guys have that, that would do anything. So, right. um, it was, uh, it's a good movie overall. Uh, I couldn't find anything wrong with it. I mean, the, the soundtrack yeah. is just phenomenal. Oh, the soundtrack uh, was great. You know, the cinematography. Yeah, we got uh, Jefferson Starship, uh, Ziggy Star, or David Bowie. Oh, Bowie. Yeah. Um, Creedence Clearwater yeah. Revival, oh, yeah. Black Sabbath. Oh, yeah. Like, this was seven. Dude, when Sabbath through. comes on yeah. and they're and, in that and, helicopter, and, uh, I'm like, the, my skin's crawling. I'm like, <laughs> dude, oh, yes. <laughs> Yeah, they it even had that. So there's a, a song that I like on there from the Stooges. I'm like, man, that's right. You don't hear that. Yeah, yep. yeah. So. And I'm like, man, they don't. You don't hear that song ever on any soundtrack. It's always the same stuff. That's well, what. That's what made it different. Because you know, you're gonna hear, like I said, you're gonna hear some of the ones you always hear on every Vietnam era movie. But this one had a lot of different ones. In, in that yeah. one, you know, I, I just like what they selected and how they did it because it was. Some of the off the wall kind of stuff that you don't hear every day. Right. You know, you know and, so. and uh, one of the things I liked about, you know, in the other Kong movies, uh, original Kongs, you know, he gets obsessed with the female and, yes. uh, and he yeah. doesn't in this movie. I mean, he's, he's slightly attracted to her, you know, and he's, um, and he saves her right there at the end. But I mean, he's not obsessed and it's not right. all based around his relationship um, uh, with a, with one character or a female. And so I thought right. that was good. And it, and, and changed, you know, the way the movie was, the way the story has been told. Yeah. His role yeah. is very, very different. Yeah. I mean, he was, it's, yeah. he's, he's alone, but he, he has an Island to protect. Yes. He is King, but it's, it, and it still yeah. tries to show his personality, you know, uh, when he walks up, uh, uh up to, to the character, all the other, other humans, uh, you know the ones he's ticked at and wants to kill. You know it. Oh yeah. And and yes. and then with everybody else, yeah. he's not, and he's willing to help and and save them. But it's not an obsession. He's doing what Kong right. does. He saves. You know, protects the people on the island, the good people on the island. Yeah, and you can see that intelligence yeah. with him. He can. He knows, and he can tell right from wrong. Right. You know, right. and and even by the yeah. characters, he can really. You know, you look at the scene with. um Tom Hiddleston and Brie Larson um, and one of the few night scenes in the movie um, where they're yeah. on that ledge and Kong walks up and she puts his, her hand oh, on yeah. him. Oh, yeah. That whole moment, you know, yeah. he's like. He, well, he, and even in the beginning, the start of the movie, you know, you get the, you know, the Japanese fighters fighting with the British or the. Well, John C. Riley's yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah, and and then you know he's getting ready to kill him, and Kong steps up, and they you know they both kind of freak out, like Kong's saying, "Uh, uh-uh, you're not doing that." Yeah, yeah. So, but um, that's it. I mean, I'm I'm to me, it's it's yeah. the best of the Kong movies, and it's fantastic, and no complaints, man. So I, it, yeah. it 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 really is. I mean, it's one of the scenarios to when I think of Godzilla is, is I got to put the original one on a shelf, you know, uh, yes. up top. I mean, it's all pedestal. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's I mean, all it's, pedestal on its own. without it, you ain't got nothing else. Right. You know, right. Um, but as far as the most entertaining Kong films, yes, absolutely. This is the best Kong film there is as far as, I mean, th- there was a huge step of difference 
from Godzilla 2014 to this. I mean, a, a lot of yeah. things. It's almost like John Roberts, the, the director, was like, okay, this is what people didn't like and where they screwed the pooch on 2014. I'm not going to do that in my film. It, the hardly any right. night scenes. There's zero night fight scenes, which I thought was absolutely great. Every fight with Kong, with the two smaller skull crawlers and the major one, I mean, other than a brief moment... Um, at the when he's fighting or kill, before he kills Samuel Jackson. Spoiler alert! Um, you know the skull crawler yeah. and him face off for a brief second. But other than that, it's all day fights. Right, you see right. it all, and that was absolutely awesome. Um, so I liked that. I mean, the soundtrack was fun. I think the characters in this movie were amazing. I mean, when we've stated, I mean Samuel Jackson, John Goodman, yes. you know, uh, yeah. Tom Hiddleston, uh, John C. Riley. They're all amazing. Even the smaller cast, uh, Cole and Mills, who were two characters, yeah. uh, were amazing. Shay Wiggum, I think, is who played Cole, who was kind of the redneck, I guess, of the of the yeah, crew. Yeah, who, you know, yeah, they, even yeah, he, he did an amazing. I really like that character. Oh, he's so I good. You know, they they get yeah attacked by Kong there at the beginning, and the first thing he does is open up a can of beans yeah. and starts oh, yeah. eating it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's great. I really. And Mills is like. I'm glad you brought that up. I almost are, forgot how great. How oh, great he's he was. such a good character. To me, he's him and John C. Yeah. Riley were the best characters in the film, and, and you know, and Cole's character was great. I mean, they were walking, especially him and Mills. Yeah. You know when you know when he's walking through yeah. the, the forest, and, and Mills or Cole says something along the lines of the the lion and the mouse, and he's oh yeah oh yeah you know he's yeah. like what's he say the lion there the mouse kills the lion, and uh, yeah and Mills is like who told you that Cole's like. My mother. He's like, <laughs> that's not how it goes. But that explains humble, a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's such a good character, man. And um, so the, the the cast was phenomenal. The characters were phenomenal. Um, and Kong himself, I felt, was the best character in the film, which needs to be in a Kong film anyways. Yeah, right. And every time exactly. he was on the, the screen... He was he was carrying an emotion. You, he, there's no words, but you know what's going on with him, you know, and and he's very intelligent. And, and through throughout the whole movie, he does carry this somber. Once you find out exactly what's going on, that his parents were killed, that he's he's last. It's almost like he know. I mean, he is last. He's you know, there's he, there's no other ones of his kind. And the skull crawlers have called as as killed his family and killed his parents and. But he's still got a job to do. And even though he's hurting, because he carries that hurt the entire film of being alone, the last of his kind, he still has a duty. He still has a purpose. And he has to fulfill that. You know, you can, and then I go back to that scene with uh, Tom Hiddleston and Brie Larson and Kong. And, and there's that awesome moment of peace and just between those three. And then all of a sudden the explosions in the background from Samuel L. Jackson's character where they're setting the Trapper Kong happens and he almost sighs before he roars. It's almost like, yeah. uh, you know, it's like, I got to go to work. Yeah, it's, I, it's time. You know, <laughs> and you can still see that, that loneliness in his eyes. You know I mean? Just when he looks yeah. the way he looks and, and you're right. Yeah. And, and, and he does give that kind of sigh and like, okay, let's do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and so hats off to Toby, yeah. um, or uh, Terry. I don't know which part of Kong Terry did, but for the way they handled that character, because they did so so well. Yeah. And one of the my favorite parts. I mean, there's so many good things. I mean, when Brie Larson's character is trying to, I don't know why, lift that helicopter off of that ox, 
and then Kong yeah, shows up the first moment with them since the attack, and he just that he just looks and understands. It's like he yeah. knows she was trying to help, you know. And it's right. and it's great, and I love the emotion of the character, especially the final fight, you know, with the um, big skull crawler. I mean, it's not just yeah. a. It wasn't like Godzilla and the Mutos. Like Godzilla had to stop the Mutos because he knew as the an alpha predator, as the you know, the dom, you know, the the alpha of all the titans, these things are a problem. They're parasites. Right. Got to kill them. You know, th- th- there wasn't anything like, oh, he, these things killed one of my kind. Yeah. He just had yeah. to kill what he had to kill to right. because he is the alpha. And with Kong and the skull crawler, there was blood between the two. Like, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. He knew that's who killed yeah. my parents. Yeah. And that came out on top of that fight. And you could see it. I mean, every bit. I mean, he, when he came at it, he came at the thing with all he got. And you could see the anger and rage in him. The only time you didn't yeah. was when he saves Brie Larson and he gets worried there right. for a second, you know? But it was an absolutely amazing yeah. fight. Absolutely brutal, over the top. I mean, I loved it. I mean, you know, when you think he's down and the skull crawler's chasing the human characters, and all of a sudden he comes out of nowhere flying from the side of a mountain with a massive boulder and just drills in its head. It's like, dude, this is going to get <laughs> yeah. tough. Yes. Um, it was absolutely epic. And he's and he's so smart. Now, what I loved about the about Kong is, is it wasn't just what he can do in his strength. He used his environment in this film, which we really haven't yeah. seen too much of. We've seen before the tree down Godzilla's throat yeah. and stuff like that, but... Not to this extent, you know. This one he does. He picks up the tree and just rips the limbs off and just drills it in the head. Uses that bro- boat propeller. The boat propeller in the chain. That's massive. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. dude. That's it was massive. just absolutely awesome. Of course, ripping its things, throat and innards out with one hand <laughs> yeah. to kill it was absolutely <laughs> unbelievable. It was great. Yeah. It was just highly entertaining. I mean, everything that they got wrong with Godzilla 2014, they fixed with this film. They stepped up the action. The characters and the actors, they just went. Super above par. I mean, especially you know John Goodman. I I would have never expected to see John Goodman in a monster film like this right. ever, ever. Right. Yeah. I mean, technically, well, I guess well, his first actual screen appearance was in Chud. There at the end, he's one of the cops in the diner when the 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 Chuds come yeah. back and yeah. attack him. You know, you see him briefly. That was his first actual yeah. you know, film role. But other than that, it's not a John Goodman type of film, and he is absolutely amazing mm-hmm. as Bill Randa. You know, I mean, when he talks about the 54 explosions because he was the only survivor on that ship in 54 that Godzilla attacked. And so for him, his whole right. thing's been personal and he's absolutely great. When he sits down there with Samuel Jackson and talks about how monsters are real, it was such a captivating speech between from him and it's super great character. I was, I mean, I was kind of bummed he got killed, you know, that he gets eaten by a skull crawler. Cause I'm like, Oh man, such a good character. But these characters are so yeah. good that you don't want any of them honestly to die. Right. Because right. they just the cast is phenomenal. Yeah, exactly. Special effects, yeah. freaking top notch, man. When Kong is washing his hands and he's got those cuts from the helicopter blades, I mean, you can see the fingerprints in his hands. You know, what I mean, just yeah. the little details. Oh I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, this definitely how it didn't win a special effects Academy Award is beyond me, but I mean, it definitely deserved the nomination because Kong looked amazing, man. Um, everything in this movie looked amazing. The sets, the care, you know, the creatures. I mean, it was just absolutely, yeah, top notch. My only complaint on the film, well, maybe two. My one major actual uh, complaint was Brie Larson. Uh, Brie Larson's always okay. been a hit or miss actress for me. Thought she was amazing as Captain Marvel. I loved her as Captain Marvel. 
I couldn't stand her in an Avengers game movie in game. Didn't like her in that movie. No. I thought, you know, she was terrible mm-hmm. in it. But she's playing the same character, you know, but she was right. great in Captain Marvel carrying it, but was terrible in Endgame. I felt the same way here. She was she was the only actor or actress, I'm sorry, on screen that just if she died, well, oh, I don't care. You know what I mean? I just there was no well, attachment there. You know what I mean? Yeah, she you, you know, now that she said I mean she, I I mentioned earlier I thought she did all right, but if this was a giant puzzle, she would be the odd puzzle piece out. Yeah, I definitely. definitely talking about it. And not that she did a terrible job, it's just that her character didn't quite fit with everybody else there. Yeah, yeah. You know, like and, yeah, I, I don't know what it is. And it's not because they were all men. And she was just, it, it was just something about her character. You know, they did say it was a, a male with playing that same character. He wouldn't fit either. No, it was yeah. Just something yeah. about it that was just yeah. wasn't quite. It, maybe it was a chemistry thing. I, I thought yeah. she did all right. And I feel know? like those but, those yeah. shining moments that she did have felt out of place. I, I yeah. three scenes in particular really sticks out to me when she's taking pictures of the Islanders. It just felt odd and out of place, and especially the way she was, yeah. the way she was smiling and caring about. It. I'm like, okay, do you forget what's going on around you or what you've right. been going through? Um, yeah. When yeah. Um, the John C. Riley takes him to that uh, ship shrine area where they painted the pictures yeah. of the history of Kong, yeah. which was phenomenal. The way oh they yeah, did that. That, that was so yeah, super was cool. cool. But when he calls in the skull crawlers. And Tom Hiddleston's like, why do you call them that? And he's like, oh, it's, I thought it was scary, you know? And yeah. she makes a little quip remarks like, oh, I'm okay with that. It just felt out of place. And then again later, yeah. the third time for me that was majorly out of place was when she goes to the top of that cliff and fires that flare at the skull crawler. She just all of a sudden just seemed like she was trying to be Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, just this super boss, her own character, like Sigourney Weaver. And it was just... Yeah. It was odd. Too many it things was. with her was odd for me. And that was my biggest yeah. beef of the film uh, was honestly Brie Larson's character. And again, I mean, she's not bad. Yeah. But yeah, like, I mean, like Ruben was saying, uh, it's, more of a char- it's more of a character thing than, yeah, it's more of a character thing than, than it is. Yeah. Her, yeah. You know, I think, I mean, I, you know, it's, it's hard to pinpoint, but that's what I would say. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that yeah. was, that was my only real major, major beef with the, um, with a film, the other only complaint that I would have with it, because everything on this movie went really well. I mean, the pacing of the film is so good. Um, but my only thing that I guess I kind of wish I would have seen was honestly a little bit more of Kong's background. Like, yeah. I love the paintings, but if I could have had a scene where I saw Kong's parents... To me, if they would have went the extra mile on this, and it's really just not even a complaint because it was great the way it was. They explained the history. But if they did have just went a little extra mile, and as they're showing Joe John C. Riley's explaining the storyline there in the shrine, you're seeing in the painting so on the rock. So you visualize it. But then at the better. same time, because they do a lot of flashbacks or, or cuts between the human characters and Kong, like when he's talking about Kong, Kong is God on this island, and you know he's kind of a loner. It flashes between him and while he's still talking the dialogue, you see scenes of Kong, you know, mm-hmm. while he's explaining Kong's history there to see that death of his parents in front of him in a flashback yeah. type scene, I think would have really took that movie from 10 to 11. You know what I mean? That one little bit yeah. was my only complaint where I was like the whole time watching that. That's the only time I've ever. Well, I like, think they ah. tried. I think they tried to, to, to 
fulfill that with when they went to the graveyard. And you see his parents. And you see them both yeah. laying there. Well, but, but, but again, there, that's never actually solidified. These are Kong's parents, right. these two apes. But, I mean, we do find out, obviously, with behind-the-scenes stuff and the books that's come out and things, those were his parents. I mean, that's what they those were. They were, you know, Kong's parents. But that's actually never spoken in the film. Right. You know what I mean? Um, so that was my, I mean, it's, again, it's not a complaint of the film. It's just one of the things I was like, man, I would have liked to have seen this, you know, because I think it would have really made it go a little bit further and better, the film overall. Um just to, to visually see Kong watch his parents die. That had a flashback scene. I, I thought that would have been killer. Uh, but and then the other thing I really want to talk about, it's not a complaint because those are my only complaints about the film, was this movie. We went, we've we gone through, what, 22 Marvel films to Endgame? From, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. And we yeah. got those teasers at the end, you know, those little you know setting up for the next film. And they've all been amazing. I and mean, they've all been amazing. Seeing Thanos for the first time after the end credit, you know, those end credit scenes. The Marvel movies created the end credit scene. Now people wait and expect yeah. something because of how right. much Marvel's done with that. And we get that in this film. But the end credit scene in this movie, I think topped every end credit scene Marvel ever gave us. When you're sitting there and the credits end and then you see Tom Hiddleston's character and Brie Larson's in that little room and uh, that scientist, the black guy that comes out, why can't Brooks, Dr. Brooks, Brooks comes out and says, Kong's not the only king. And you see the cave painting of Godzilla, the cave painting of Rodan, Mothra, then Ghidra. You know, and then you see Godzilla and Ghidra. And the last thing that happens when you're sitting in theaters, this is all going, Godzilla freaking roars at the end of a Kong film. I came unglued. I remember being in the theater. I came out of my seat. I jumped up and just threw my hands up and screamed, Yes! Because it was absolutely epic, you know. Um, to me, that was that was a shining moment of this film. And again, I mean, Marvel set the set the the stage and the bar with those after credit scenes. The after credit scene, this movie just kicked that bar right up. I mean, yeah. ten more notches. It was absolutely epic. And so, and of course, we you know going into Godzilla King of the Monsters was just. I mean, that last shot of Godzilla and Ghidra, the roar, dude. I mean, I when I watched it the other day. I made sure, and I said, I didn't want to fast forward. I wanted to enjoy the experience. I sat through all the credits just for that moment again because it was absolutely epic. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I mean, phenomenal movie. Such a good movie. Yeah. Uh, what, what, do you guys got anything else you want to add on well, it? And, and I think it, it just sets up the, the future of the MonsterVerse. I mean. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. Uh, now, you know, you know, waiting. Now we got to wait till November. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But – I just, We're expecting I'm curious, a lot. I'm curious of this after seeing this. I want to see, you know, this is a preteen Kong, basically, you think, or teenage Kong. And this, this is like be. a teenager. I mean, well, they, and things that I were, was reading, they're saying he's 104 foot tall in the Skull Island right. movie, which is still bigger than he's ever been. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah, even as a teen, than, yeah, a juvenile. Bigger, yeah. So and they got to set up uh, because he's got to go from that to 300 feet at least. Yeah, you know, for to fight Godzilla. Um, I'm excited because I mean, there's a lot we know. We don't know a ton about what's going on, but we know enough. I mean, we know that apparently Skull Island is kind of the origin spot for these titans, including Godzilla. You know, or something like that. You know, we we know there that this is all going to go back to Skull Island in this next film. Um, 
And of course, we're going to see Godzilla and Kong go toe to toe. And Kong's got a freaking beard. Like, yes. I mean, I, I absolutely love it. I mean, that's the, the few photos that's leaked. Uh, people are like, Kong with a beard? Dude, it looks boss. Like, I'm so pumped for it. Um, and he's got a scar over one eye, too. He just looks like he, I mean, he, he's going to be Kong that we've got. But he's he's older, yeah. he's tougher, he's bigger, he's he's, he's going to be seasoned, very seasoned. <laughs> you know, everyone's like, well, how's he going to go toe to toe with Godzilla? I mean, Godzilla's fought some big enemies. You know, I mean, he's been around a heck of a lot longer than Kong. I mean, Kong, you know, you're looking at, you know, 1973. He's a teenager. You know, in their time, yeah. you may think I, hey, maybe that's 50 yeah, years. Yeah. You know, something yeah. like that. Yeah, and, I thought I was going to say let's say he's 15 and 73. Yeah. Right. You know, I'm just picking a middle number, you know, and then uh, that would make him, you know, almost 60 years old. Yeah. This, yeah, 60 years. Thought, yeah. But I mean, even thinking, I mean, old. you know, if it's 60 in our time, but maybe it's, you know, even 100 years, let's say in his time, pretty that, much. Yeah, that's true. You know, Godzilla's been alive for millions. Yeah. You know, in this storyline and this thing, he's been here <laughs> almost since the dawn of time. I mean, he's top-notch so we don't know what or who he's fought we know he's fought Ghidra multiple times we know he's fought Mutos I mean he's Kong's going to be extremely seasoned but Godzilla's definitely seasoned too you know I mean he's been around a whole lot longer um you know a million years uh, in comparison to Kong it's going to be interesting to see the two because they're both very highly intelligent creatures I think Kong is a little more definitely more intelligent than Godzilla where Godzilla's more of a natural predator you know, I mean, he's got instinct those, driven. Yeah, instinct yeah. driven. Yeah. Where, where Kong is going to be conscience driven. Um, you know, thinking out of situation first. Where Godzilla, you know, permits. You know, if he's, I got to kill this thing because it needs to die. That's it. That's the only thought. Kong goes, I got to kill this thing because it needs to die because it's going to wipe out these people or these creatures. How yeah. can I kill it? Yeah. What's it do? How's this thing move? What's my surroundings? He breaks it down, and that's going to be his ace in the hole you know i think when it comes to godzilla because he doesn't I have just the thought how they're going to do that and you know I, I, they're both protectors in my opinion right i mean well i think it's been determined they're both protectors yeah, yeah. So yeah. i'm like oh, yeah. okay so why why are they both going to battle each other maybe just to be the alpha well i think what's going to happen and this is just me speculating yeah. and i know what's going on <laughs> is, is this is all going back to to Skull Island, and I think Godzilla's going to show up, and those and Kong, he's Godzilla's the alpha, but to Kong, there is no alpha at Skull Island. He's been guarding it. That's his home. That's his territory. Yeah. And Godzilla's this other alpha predator that shows up. That's going to cause them to have to go toe to toe. Well, if if I'm not mistaken, if you go to Godzilla King of the Monsters and the end credits and the ends and. And it doesn't referring to the monsters going back, back to Skull Island. Island. Yep. Talks about so the Titans going back. Yeah. There's going to be more than just Kong and Godzilla. Well, I, I mean, and and Adam Wingard's come out and stated, and then some of the people in the movie stated that there is monster chaos to Titans fighting left and right. This isn't going to be just we're going to see Godzilla and Kong fighting. Yeah. And yeah. then we know Godzilla and Kong and an additional monster that they're going to have to t- team up to fight. Is a fight, yeah. It's going to but be a... there's there's apparently monster fights throughout the entire freaking film. Like it's just the world's reaped into chaos for something, something that's caused it to just go crazy. Um, and that's what's going to happen. I mean, Godzilla and Kong have got to go toe to toe. I think it's when Godzilla gets to Skull Island because 
he's Kung Kong's territory. But I, you know, I think that's the moment where Adam said we'll have a definitive winner. I think it'll be right there. We'll get the definitive winner so that we know it. But then they're going to put those differences aside and take down, yeah. you know, the big bad of the right. film. Um, it's going to be absolutely awesome. Absolutely. Well, Adam Wingard came out and said it's that's the most exciting film shoot he's ever done, ever done. And Adam yeah. Wingard's done some great stuff. You know, what I mean, I know not a lot of people like Death Note. I think that's probably what was his weakest live action film. I mean, like Blair Witch, like yeah. that was absolutely epic. You know, um, who would have thought yeah. you could have brought that back and made it decently good? Um, so I'm I'm excited yeah. for it. Super excited for it. I mean, even if even if it's the worst of the monsterverse which I don't see it happening because I mean, the whole purpose of them delaying this movie was to make sure it's the best of the monsters. And yeah, and it's done right because if they knock it out of the park with this movie, Toho is open to extending the contract. They're okay. If the success continues for the MonsterVerse to continue. And this is, I can't remember who I was talking to about this, but that opens up a lot of doors because if they can continue the MonsterVerse, yes, legendary makes, a lot more money, you know, can make future movies, but Toho will still get Godzilla back in 2020 as far as live action films. Could you imagine a film where the legendary Godzilla meets the Toho Toho Godzilla? Godzilla. You know what I mean? There's that would be, that's the highest grossing film of all time right there. Just make it happen, you know? Um, But I mean, that's, uh, there's a lot riding on this. So, I mean, I, I am like bummed out cause I'm like, Oh, we're not getting it next month, but I'm also not bummed out because I know they want to make sure it's handled and done. Absolutely. Right. They want it to be, they want this to be the best of the, of the monster verse, which I think is going to be great because I mean, King of the monsters did not do that great in the box office. I mean, it was the weakest of it, but the fans freaking love the movie. I mean, yeah. more than those who hate the movie. Um, because there are those haters out there, and I'm, I don't understand them. But, um, I mean, yeah. that was an absolute um, – I mean, that was the ultimate fan service film. I mean, for any film. Yes, uh, yes. And yeah, super action-packed. And uh, I think they've done extremely well with this MonsterVerse so far. And, and that's a lot because <coughs> this is in the 60s and 70s. You know, to, Japan's a totally different machine, and they could run Godzilla forever. Godzilla has failed here. Multiple times. I mean, even though I don't want to say it, he has. You look, I mean, you look at 1985, it flopped, you know, unfortunately it flopped to the point that we didn't get him on the big screen. Yeah, we didn't get him on the big screen again until 98, and Sony's just completely abused, horrible ripoff Godzilla that didn't do that. That has just been, well, we know it's been criticized because it's not Godzilla. You know, I mean, even Toho, who owns the rights to the creature, call it Zilla and had him go against the real Godzilla in final wars, but it did not do good. You know, it did not do, do what it wanted. Even the, 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 you know, uh, Devlin and Emmerich come out and said, well, we never actually really liked the character. We just want to make money. Yeah. You know, and that's not how it's supposed to be handled. So then they try to redeem it again and bring Godzilla 2000 to theaters and it freaking flops, you know, which really, really stinks. Um, so he's not had a good track record in theater here, even though he's huge and the greatest pop culture icon, but to finally see the success, even with King of the Monsters not making what they wanted to, it still was an actual success, just not as much yeah, as 2014. Not as or, much as they thought. But yeah. I, I thought that was a lot of box office fatigue is what it was. Not, I, don't, I don't blame as much the movie as I do what was going on and when they released it. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. They put it up know, against I way too much competition. Yeah, there was 
there was what I call film fatigue. It's like, man, there was just too many big films coming out all at the same time. Yep. Yep. And, I mean, you know, you're like, eh, I'll wait on this one. And maybe they just kind of like just let it go. And it was, uh, and that's what it was because yeah. I thought it was an excellent film. Well, I mean, and I like, it, you know, what, three times when maybe, it released the home so. video, it was number one for like yeah. eight weeks. I mean, it, it ran number yeah. one for home video sales for a and, while. And, and, and that's a lot of thinking that that's why that's my theory. I can't prove it. I don't have data. I'm just saying that the fatigue was there when the movie was released. And then when it came out on, you know, digital media, then all these people that, that were tired of going to the movies or just didn't feel like going, they went and picked it up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, oh, they yeah. were still want they still wanted to see it. Yeah. Cause it was you huge, know? huge and, on that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, they've handled this thing absolutely great from 2014 to this movie Kong Skull Island, which is definitely the best of the Kong films, at least most entertaining. Yeah. Um, to God's Little King of Monsters, and I just I can't wait. I'm so excited to see this Kong again because it's a different yes. Kong, yeah. and he's there's so much more character to him, and I can't and I'm glad that this is the Kong that we're seeing go toe to toe with Godzilla. And then side by side with him, you know, I mean, it's it's going to be absolutely epic. The one little glimpse we've we've seen uh, from the Warner Brothers reel at a convention, I can't remember was it WinterCon or something. You see, they're on some massive ship of some kind, but Kong in the air with his fist coming down for a freaking hell mary right at Godzilla. I'm like, dude, this is going to be <laughs> epic, you know. Yes. Um, and th- so they did a great job. I think they did a phenomenal job. Um, I-, I think the MonsterVerse, in my opinion has gone, has stepped up each time as far as the films. Yeah. You know, 2014 yeah. set the stage, Kong Skull Island, so much better of a movie. And King of the Monsters was a better movie than this, you know, in my opinion. But uh, yeah. um, I absolutely loved it. I absolutely loved this film. And and I think Ruben's right uh, as far as the fatigue uh, of King of the Monsters. And, and if you look, I don't know if you, you know, just seeing there is a ton of movies coming out in March. Oh I mean, yeah, yeah, and it yeah. is it is packed yeah. full, and I and I think it's a good move that they're moving it, you know, to November. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure what's coming out in May. When I mean, May is usually a, a a pretty big month. Well, it's uh, the beginning of the blockbuster season. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I I think that, yeah. that overall, I think it's a it's a wise move that they're not going to make that same mistake twice. Uh, yeah, on yeah. on the fatigue, yeah, and so I do agree with what you're yeah. saying there, Ruben. Yeah, I, I think with yeah. with what's coming with them. Um, cause we've got, um, I was trying to see if I could look it up, but I won't be able to pull up quick enough. Um, I think the biggest one that's going to happen in November though, is if I'm mistaken, I think that's when Eternals comes out. Is, am I correct? Do you, do you guys know? I, I do not know that. Actually, no, just check yeah. it. Yeah. November 6th is when the Eternals comes out. And that is, that's setting the stage. I mean, we've got Black Widow coming before, right? But Eternals is right. setting the stage for the next phase, for the next several phases of the Marvel film. That's set. This is setting up the next saga, and the Eternals are a big cast of characters from the comic world. And, and I know that a lot of people don't know the Eternals like they do Spider Man, you know. But that's a big Marvel movie still, and to me, that's that's the only thing because I mean that's November sixth, and we get Kong and Godzilla November twentieth. Now, as far as that weekend, yeah. the weekend prior to it or the weekend after it, no, they don't have anything big happening. But you're right. going to still have a Marvel film to compete with. Um, that's my only concern. Well, do, now, do you think the on the internals, it's, it's not going to do, uh, I, I believe, what 
you know, Captain America's done or Spider-Man's done. No, or, I don't see Eternals doing it. I see Eternals being more like um, Captain Marvel, Black, not even Black Panther, Captain Marvel, yeah. Ant-Man. You know what I mean? That yeah. level. Yeah. I mean, it is an ensemble film, but I don't see it because it's the first Eternals, the first film of these characters. I don't see it being an Iron Man 3, uh, an Avengers Infinity War Endgame, you know, yeah. Captain uh, Captain America Civil War. Yeah. I don't see, or Thor Ragnarok. I don't see it being one of those films, but it's still going to be a big film like Ant-Man, Ant-Man and Wasp, Thor, yeah. Thor, you know, one, you know, one of those. Right. Um, so it's going to be, but I don't think it's going to be huge, huge, like Marvel's oh, done some movies. Nah, so the, Eternals, the Eternals are more, they're, you know, you got Marvel's 18, you know, you got Iron Man, Captain America, Spider-Man, Yep. You know, uh, Thor. And, and and then you have all these other great characters that they built on. Like, I'll, I'll tell you right now, and I'm was, and i glad I was wrong. I thought, there's no way Guardians of the Galaxy is going to translate to film on a movie screen. Right. I agree I with thought, you. No, didn't think it was going to happen. Yeah, I did not think it was. I didn't think it was going to I said, nope, nope, that's not going to happen. It's not going to translate well. And I'm glad I was wrong. Those are some of the best Marvel films made. Oh, absolutely. Those Guardians of the yeah, Galaxy. I agree. So I mean, it could surprise us and 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 do do well. And I'm only saying that because Guardians of the Galaxy weren't like you know when you think of Marvel, that's not the first characters to pop in mind. At least back then, now maybe because of the movies. But the Eternal, you know, the, when you think of Marvel, you don't think of the Eternal. So um, right, but, I mean, you, like you've got to go. Yeah. I mean, you're talking the Eternals came out in the '70s from Jack Kirby. Um, and yeah. Stanley, you know, and they're setting up for. I mean, we're, we've got to go more cosmic because of the way this last story and our historic ended, right? Um, so yeah. I mean, it's it is, it's gonna, it, it, I think it's gonna be big and may surprise us, but I don't think it's gonna be huge, huge. That's gonna yeah. be too much competition, uh, I think, but it's uh, still competition. Yeah. I think it, you're right, it's gonna be like Ant Man or or Captain Marvel, or those are the two, you know films that come to mind that were they did all right they're just not they're well, just not at the upper echelon of the, of the marvel universe i guess i could say it that way yeah because I mean, you've you know in march i mean i think they pushed march because you got some competition i mean i think bloodshot's yeah. going to come out and surprise everybody because bloodshot's you know it's a march film um but with I, I think the pushback i think was just to make sure the movie was is the best it can be but I think they picked the best possible month because I mean, so much huge things are coming out in the summer that they need it to be the you know the biggest right. it can be. So I think they made a smart move. I, I really do. But uh, so yeah. So anyways, back to Kong Skull Island because we definitely went into the. Yeah. I mean, it's a huge part yeah. of the monsterverse. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. is part of it. I mean, and I cannot wait to see. I want to see the monsterverse continue, but I feel like they're going to play it smart too and make sure that if case it can't continue they're going to end this story in a great way, you know, and yeah. I, I'm excited to see how that turns out. I think they'll do their best to make it as open as possible for it to continue. But I do think they're going to make this the epic climax of this first story arc. You know what I mean? Right. Kind of like, you know, the first 22 Marvel yeah. films. Um, and, and they've set yeah, the road. It'll be the end of a phase. Yeah. It'll yeah. Be it's been phase. really, really high so far. So, but uh, you guys, anything else on this? No, film? no, no. Nope. So I mean, we I'm gave good. this one. Uh, we all we were unanimous on this one. This yes. one got four out of five stomps, man. Yeah. Um, it is super, super, super good. Um, definitely 
like I said, my, you know, I gave it four only because of the Brie Larson character and a few things I would have liked to have seen. You know, what I mean, this is just not much at all to not give this movie a five. And I think the only ways this one could yeah. have been given a five was just honestly the extra stuff. I think, you know, like Ruben said, a little more monsters or like I'd stated, you know, seeing Kong's parents' actual death. Right. Yeah. It's those little things that would have sent it to from Pushed 10 to 11. Edge. You know, yeah. yeah. I think if it yeah. had those things, then it would have definitely been a five. And taking Brie Larson yeah. out. <laughs> you got to take Brie Larson out because she, <laughs> she just didn't cut it for me. Um, but yeah, so yeah, big four out of five on this one, man. Super, super great film. If you guys have not seen this, you've got to watch it. It's a must-see. It's a must-see. Oh, it is. Yeah. yeah. Even if you've never seen a Kong film in your life, this is probably a, maybe the best one to start with because yeah. um, it's it's the best. You know, I mean, other than the original. But I mean, I can understand, yeah. you know, a kid today or even a 20, 20 year old, you know, person today, 20, even a 30 year old. Yeah. It's like, Hey, let, let's go watch the 1933 black and white. I mean, there's just, you know, kids today ain't going to do it. Especially like, you know, like my, yeah. my stepdaughter, man. And then one of my sons, Colton, um, when they see the stop motion animation, they're always like, well, this stuff sucks. And I'm like, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. Oh, no. We wouldn't have what we have today if it wasn't for this stuff. And, um, yeah, but so I mean, this is a great starting exactly. point. Exactly, I think great introduction yeah. for Kong. I think you're right. If you're gonna if you're gonna show a kid, you know, a ten year old, say, uh, and he's never seen Kong, I'd probably throw this one in. I mean, it's it's good. Yeah, it's really good. It's I got action throughout. You know, in other words, you have maybe what twenty twenty five, maybe thirty minutes before you see Kong, but other than that, uh, shoot, it's it, it's a great movie to start, but it is, and the pacing's and, uh, great. Just, uh, yeah, just uh, a public service announcement. I know that Mark and you uh, and Sludge knows about this, but March fifteenth, the original Kong will be in the theaters. Yes, yes, I mean, yeah, is. March fifteenth. Yes. Yep, and yeah, we're going. We'll the yes, theaters. so yeah, yeah. Now, Ruben, yeah, are you going so, um, in yeah, your area? Do you find one? Plan, yeah, I, I plan on going. That's my plan right now. Matter of fact, I was looking at it. Um, the only thing that might stop me is RG will be home for spring break, and I don't know when or when he's going back. So I got to look at that before I finalize my plan. But I'd like to go see it with him. Oh man, so we're going to our, our showing is I think four o'clock on that Sunday. Uh, yeah, very close to yeah, us. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's the one I looked. At. There's one at one, and there's one at four, and I think it's the same nationwide or wherever they're showing. Oh, okay, cool. One right. o'clock and four o'clock. Yeah. And, and that's, uh, so, that's as a matter of fact, epic. I went and looked, and, and and as of today, knock on wood, there was no tickets sold here yet. Really? No theaters nice. empty right now. Yeah, I was kind of surprised. So I'm like, that's fine with me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> y'all want to miss out on seeing <laughs> yeah. the original Kong, and hopefully they do the full yeah. restored. Would be great. I would like to see that original restored version. So I'm not sure which version they're going to bring out, you know, but just add a few. Of the oh things. yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Um, I didn't think I would think, I think it would be the restored version. I would too. That, Cause I mean, they brought I it think. back since in, was it the eighties. They put the restored edition back together again. Yeah. Um, right. So I think that, yeah, that's probably what we would see um, in the theaters, but um, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. So for those, yeah, like Ruben said, public service announcement, March 15th, yeah. if you can see if one of your local theaters is playing it, you get a chance to see the original, 1933 King Kong on the big screen. That'll be excellent. Can't oh, wait. Man. Can't so, wait. Yeah. So good. So, yeah. 
All right. Well, guys, thank you all so much for listening. Another great episode. And again, a great movie. Like, we cannot stress it enough. This is an absolutely fun film. It has got great characters, great special effects, great storyline, great pacing. Just excuse Brie Larson. Other than that, it's absolutely a great <laughs> film. Um, so check it out. And, of course, we'll be back next month. Our next Godzilla film I'm pumped about, the 1974 yes. um, or 70, 74 Godzilla, Godzilla, Godzilla. Um, introduced one of Godzilla's biggest rivals. You know, we had King Ghidorah, yeah. and he's his definite arch nemesis. But man, I'd almost put Meg Godzilla toe to toe with Ghidorah for a big time, you know, for yeah. an arch rival. Um, oh, it, that would be that's a dream match right there. I'd like to see that. Oh, dude, yes. Like, it was, hey, just saying, we might see some Meg Godzilla <laughs> coming soon, but uh, spoiler alert, um, she said at first. Sorry, Pete. Um, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm stoked about this one because this one is one that I watch a lot. I watch this film a lot. Um, I absolutely yeah, love lot, this yeah. movie. So I'm super stoked about this one. Um, and then, of course, right after that, because of Justin McLean's request, we're jumping into Leviathan, Leviathan. with Peter Weller. Oh, yeah. Great cast, man. I mean, yeah. Peter Peter Weller, Richard Crenna, Amanda Pays, um, Daniel Stern. Wow, I can't remember his name. He, he's in that Last Man Standing show with, Tom, with uh, Tim Allen, his boss. Um, oh, he, I, oh, what uh, is his name? I can't think of his name either. He's oh, yeah. in it. Yes. Um, oh man! And then uh, I can't remember that one guy. He was in uh, Batteries Not Included. Uh, phenomenal cast oh, yeah. in this movie. Yeah. Such a good, good, good movie. When it comes to those eighties, matter of fact, it was I uh, was about to throw. But believe it or not, you know, I thought we were going to record a little later. So I was perusing. I was on Amazon Prime and I was perusing, and it was on. I said, you know what? I'm going to watch it right now. I haven't seen it in such a long time. Oh man, and it's then, so good. Uh, yeah, I was so about good. to sit there and watch it, you know, and then and then I got a text from you and I'm like, oh. I'm throwing Kong <laughs> no, Island no, again. Well, <laughs> and, yeah. Justin had messaged me and Justin messaged me pretty regularly. And I'm, and I'm super excited too, Justin, just so you know, because I know you'll listen to this of you coming up next month for the live, the first live show. Unbelievably stoked, man. Um, and, but he messaged you, me. You probably need to make that pitch too and just tell everybody out there what's going on and. I will definitely do that. Yeah, I will do yeah. that. Yeah, here in a second. I need to do that because I, I need that a lot. Um, but he messaged me about the, those 80s underwater monster films, Deep Star Six, Six, Lords of the Deep. We actually found one that we had never seen, me and him, called The Rift. And he finally made it through it. I haven't had a chance to start it yet, but I guess it's pretty bad up until the actual you know creature effects and stuff. It is, it is pretty top. It's like where that's where all the money went. But that was something we brought up was Leviathan, and we were both just like, I mean, Leviathan was it, dude. When it came to those 80 monster films, especially the underwater ones, Leviathan was just so above par. And so I can't wait to do that one, definitely. But then, like Mark said, March uh, 14th is the actual show, right? Yeah, because 15th is Kong. March 14th, uh, we will be doing our first live podcast. Um, We're actually doing it in front of a live audience. Um, but we'll be airing it live on Facebook, so you'll get to see it. And then, of course, we'll come back and put the full edited podcast podcast video and everything on youtube and the podcast site and stuff so you guys can watch in case you missed the actual live stream but that will be um march 14th it's a saturday it'll be from 6 to 8 p.m we're super stoked wow. and, um 
Me and Micah, of course, we've got a lot of great things. We got a lot of news coming for everybody. We've got a couple of good topics we wanted to discuss and bring up. But then we've got a special guest, a man by the name of Robert Pilk, or just Rob is what it goes by. He founded Mountain Empire Comics um, here in the Tri Cities area in Tennessee. They've been around for 35 years. They have two stores, one in Bristol, one in Johnson City. And he also founded RobCon, which has become the leading comic convention in you know this east side of tennessee for a few years they had several thousand people there last year um super stoked because we're we've been there the last two years and we'll be there this year and talking about maybe you know doing a little bit bigger role um at rob con for the for the podcast so we're super stoked to have him it's going to be a great show for those who are listening who are local um or in the area Justin McLean, you're included because I know you're coming. Uh, we will be doing a Q&A section as well, asking us questions or asking Rob questions. And the, the first three people that get picked in the Q&A, we actually have giveaway prizes for them. So pretty pretty stoked for yeah, that. It, if you're in the Bristol, Tennessee area, the Tri-Cities area, it's at Pizza, Pizza Plus. Plus. Yes, I'm on sorry, West, on West, West State, State Street. Street. So yeah. uh, the Pizza Plus is a chain of restaurants down here that – my family's been friends with the, the only family of that chain. And they got like, what, how many stores they got? 48. 48, 48 yeah, stores. So it's yeah. a pretty big chain. Yeah. Wow. Um, and they just opened a brand new store on State Street, which is a pretty historic historic area uh, here in Bristol because it's called State Street because one side of the street is Bristol, Tennessee. And then the other side of the street is Bristol, Virginia. Um, so it's a kind of a big national type thing here. And it's pretty cool. But uh, got a brand new store. And then they're being awesome and letting us do this Right there in their big party room. Well, we'll hope. It looks like we oh, may yeah. kind of kind of worried, man. We got a, a lot of people. <laughs> we, we may have to. We may have to move over into the main dining. Room <laughs> yeah, so the party room may get filled up. <laughs> uh, so, and hopefully it does. You know, because we want to do this every month. And uh, but this will be a big one. So definitely, please join in again. That was March fourteenth from six to eight p.m. And we'll be live for our first live audience podcast. I guess. <coughs> Excuse me. Which would be pretty cool. So, yeah. anything else, guys? Uh, it for no, me. I've awesome. got nothing, nothing but green with envy on that live show. Oh man, it's going to be there. Oh, dude, we would love <laughs> you to be here. That'd be so much fun. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we can yeah. line up. If it goes good, we'll line up a monster movie stomp down one where we can MST3K style it, you know, do it live, you yeah. know, in front of the film and air the film at the same time. That'd be killer. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. uh, um, so anyways, yeah, again, guys, thank you all so much, uh, for continuing to listen to the show. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this one. I know we kind of went a little rant about the monster verse there. I think it was, it's needed yeah. with, with where we're at and what movies we're talking about. So, uh, but, uh, we'll see you guys again next month. Again, with God, Lord's Meg Godzilla, then Leviathan. And hopefully we'll see you March 14th for our first live podcast. This is Sludge and Mark and Ruben. Y'all have a good night. Good night. <laughs>